Matthew 13. Promise. So much good is everywhere. Okay. So, in Matthew 13, Jesus is talking about the kingdom of heaven. And he's speaking about parables. He's releasing parables about the kingdom. Explaining the kingdom. And if you know anything about parables, they are not clear. Sometimes parables look confusing. Are you following me? Are you following me? Then in verse 10, the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? Everybody read verse 11 together. So, the reason he's speaking to, know, speaking to them in parables is because <laughs> to you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them, it's not given. Why is it not given to them to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven? Verse 12. Verse 12. For whosoever hath. Everybody read this verse together. One, two, three, go. Do you see that? That means your response has a way of increasing what the Lord will give you or reducing what the Lord will give you. Did you hear what I just said? Now, and this, is, this has to do with divine revelation here. He's saying, <laughs> To him the heart shall more be given, and to him the heart not, even that which he has, shall be taken away. That means, when a person is slow in responding to the things of God or makes himself hard to respond, God refuses to give him anymore. Let's read on. Verse 11 to verse 12. Verse 11 to verse 12. He answered and said, everyone, okay, verse 12, please. And you shall have more abundance, but whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away, even that he hath, verse 13, Therefore I speak unto them in parables, because they seen, see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. Verse 14. Verse 14. Everybody, verse 14. And shall not perceive. Verse 15. Why? For these people's heart is worse gross. Continue. Meaning, there is a way you can position your hearts. Eh? whatever God is saying will become a parable to you. There is a way you can position your heart. Everything the Lord is saying, you will not get it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There's also a way you will position your heart. God will add more to what you have. As I was coming, the Lord said, my challenge with many of them, they are not willing. They are not open. Now, you, say, you may say, I'm open, I'm willing. Your actions will prove it. Are you with me? The Bible says, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And it's a rewarder of them that do what? Diligently seek him. The diligence you show in your approach to God is proof if you believe or not. It's so important. Some of you, raise your hand and sing. 
pray. Shout glory. Some people say, why is, why is it that in, in meetings, like yesterday's power meeting, some people were falling and others were standing? They are the ones that decided to connect to the power of God. You can see, yesterday's meeting proved to me clearly that, ah, no matter how, God, how powerful God is, it doesn't force himself on anybody. Because when I was standing here, I believe an angel of God was here. I could literally touch the... It, if you asked me, I could, I could touch the power of God tangibly. Who felt that? It was as though I could scoop some of it. But I see somebody look, look like this. Am I waiting to happen here now? What's up now? <laughs> Say after me, response. Say after me, response. It says, for these people's heart is worse gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Less than another time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. That means you can be hearing. Now, the people Jesus is talking to, were they not hearing what they were saying? They were hearing. But why is he saying their ears they have closed? That means you can be hearing with your physical ear, but your spiritual ear is closed. Are you hearing me? Your physical ear can be hearing something, but your heart, you have shut it. When we were praying in the morning, the Bruno morning session, at the point during the prayers, I felt the power of God coming towards me. Not to minister, but it was for me. Every time I prayed, I was standing around there, I'll feel this thing coming from my legs up. Then the thought came, man of God, they fall. Man of God, not the fall now. Nah. Then the Holy Ghost reminded me, you are not just here to minister, but to be ministered to. So I said, Lord, anything you want to do. Before I could finish saying the statement, I opened my eyes and I was somewhere else. Because there is a blessing that that openness brings. If you are there saying, ah, I don't want to follow. Everybody's While you are still analyzing, people will be blessed, eh? You will carry yourself the same way you came and go. But you are going with your blessing. I'm saying this because of what I want to teach. Let me tell you. Let me show you something. Matthew chapter 13. Let's go down. Something will shock you now. Matthew 13. Proverbs 53. Everybody. He said, and it came to pass, Matthew 13, verse 53. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed hence. Are you with me? And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in, the, in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence had this man this wisdom and this mighty works? Now, pay attention. He has not done any miracle. He just taught them, right? Praise the Lord. He taught them. I said, when has this man this wisdom? He said, I guess Mr. Around. He's coming. Okay, he's just outside. Praise the Lord. When he comes, please bring him to the front. Hallelujah. When has this wisdom... 
Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Verse 55, what did he say? What did they say? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother Mary and his brethren James and Joseph, that's Greek for Joseph, and Joseph and Simon and Judas? Are you with me? So they commonized him. Are you with me? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not this his mother called Mary? Is not and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? See verse 56. Keep reading. And his sisters, read on everybody. So, that means the astonishment they had was not actually honor or worship. It was like, from where does one come from? Are you with me? Verse 57. Read this thing, verse 57. And in his own house. Read on. So, God looked at their response to him and said, these people are not believing. That means his power was restrained. I noticed in my personal life as a minister, the biggest miracles I've had came from people who honored me the most. Now, I'm not saying it's to try and prove any point, but the biggest miracles I've had came from people who honored the most. There was a certain young man here. He's not in service today because of his work. He's out of the portacot. He has seen me minister to the sick many times. In fact, there was one time during the lockdown, he was falling online and he was having a pain in his ear. While the teaching was going on, the teaching was still going on. I was teaching about the name of Jesus being exalted. As I prayed, he said he closed his eyes. And something left his ear. He, he, the thing came out, he, thought, he saw it like this. So that convinced him so much. He said, my pastor is a man of God. Even if you don't believe it's true. So. <laughs> he said, so he saw a crippled lady in their compound that was using crutches. And brought her the next Sunday. He said, ah, my pastor is a man of God. Brought her to church. So after the service, I did the teaching and I just called her to one other room, one corner. And I said, let's pray. I said, well, God heals with the hands of men. I will pray for you and will leave the rest to God. So I said, drop your crutches. Your crutches. And she did. I said, sit down. I knelt down, put my hands on her legs. I said, why can't you walk? I said, I feel pain on the knee. So I put my hands on, the, on her knees, prayed for her, asked her, do you feel the pain again? He said, no. I said, stand up. She stood up. Walked. Walked. Later, I discovered it's the faith of that guy. Faith is simply response to God. If you believe you are coming to meet God, how will you respond? When God says, just worship me, lift up your hands and worship. Some of you will still be like, you don't want me. And quickly, because of our time, I think, <sighs> so much to teach, but I will just, let me go straight and dodge all the plenty salad that would have blessed you. 
Maybe we'll take that one tomorrow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I plan to teach what I've called Dying is the Power. But I'm looking at you. Praise the Lord. So quickly, I'll go straight to a question. How do I experience the power of God? That's what we'll talk about briefly. How do I experience the power of God? Number one, honor the efficacy of God's work. Say after me, honor. Honor God's work. You're not talking. Honor God's work. See, we'll, I'll keep emphasizing this until you learn it. A certain young man, still on this honor thing. He was in the U.S. applying for a job. Close to 700 people were applying for it. He called me and said, Sir, there is a problem. I said, I'll pray for you. Two were chosen, him and somebody else. Let me tell you something. Have you ever, most of us, you've gone to the airport, right? Have you ever seen a bag on the airport called priority? Who has seen that kind of thing before? There is a way a man will position himself towards God. Eh? The spirit realm will say priority. When we even tell you to pray, for instance, like I will show you, prayer is one of the ways to activate God's power. But it's not just about praying. It's about the way you pray. Do, do you pray like you're going to receive answers? The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Many of you have tried it before. You were in a tight corner and you just said, oh God, help me. And something happened. Are you with me? Then there was another time when you were praying, uh, God, you will do it in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm wondering why something will happen. Why should it happen? God has many fires on the table. <laughs> Are you with me? Carelessness is a great disqualifier in the kingdom of God. Honor the efficacy of God's work. You remember in Luke chapter 10 when he was teaching his disciples to go and cast out devils. He told them in verse 19. In fact, he started in verse 17. He said, and the 17 returned again with joy. Luke 10 verse 17. Everybody read one, two, three, go. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Verse 18. I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Ah, you missed a place to shout glory. Say after me, I beheld Satan fall as lightning. Then in verse 19, he says, Behold, I give unto you power. To tread upon serpents and scorpions. Now, if you ask them, where was the physical power he gave them? There was nothing physical. But he told them, behold. That was the reason he put the behold first. See. It's the same thing there. That same word, behold, kazar. See with the eyes of a prophet. It's the same word he uses when he says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Behold. See. All things have become new. Your eyes must be open to see that all things have become new. In the same vein, your eyes must be open to see that he has given me power. You would have responded better. Your eyes must be open to see. See after my eyes see. 
Because many people, let me tell you something. What I want to teach today, actually, I want to teach how to function in the power of God. That's what I want to teach. How to experience it and how to release it. If you learn what I want to teach you today, you will work miracles, you'll be surprised. Because some people have told me, Pastor, I've been praying, I've been praying, but I don't seem to work. One young man asked me, he said, so we went somewhere. And I ministered to a lady that could not walk and she started walking. He asked me, what exactly is the secret of power? Celebrate God's servants. He asked me, what exactly is the secret of power? He said, it's not just prayer. I said, prayer, yes. But not only that. Prayer is for something. Years ago, I was in a meeting, and another one I had to meeting, and the servant of God, he came close to where, where I was seated. Well, and he said, the power is in the world. Let me use the voice so you know the person. The power is in the world. The power is in the world. If you pray, pray, you don't know the world. You don't have power. So it, it touched me deeply because then, I said, what's the prayer then for? I will show you. You must honor, your heart must open. Many of you, if you understand what I want to share today, you will change things in your family. Acts 3 verse 12. What's happening in Acts 3? In Acts 3, they just healed a crippled man. And I think we should read it. Let's go there. Acts chapter 3. From verse 1. It says, Now Peter and John went up together in the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who seen Peter and John about going into the temple, asked him an alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John and said, Look on us. And he gave it unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Do you see that? So there is expectation there. Are you with me? If you did not come here to receive something, ah, I, it's not a good place to be. Are you with me? Sometimes I'm here to receive something. I'm here to receive something. Expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I have none, but such as I have in the name of Jesus. Oh God. But such as I have in the name of Jesus, I give thee. Oh, see. First of all, first of all, what kind of training would have Peter received? That when he walks on the road and meets somebody, the first thing that comes says, okay, well, there's no money with me. But such as I have, I give unto thee in the name of Jesus. That means he was already conscious of the fact that he had something in the name of Jesus. Say ah. I have something in the name of Jesus. Many of you, you call that name, but you don't, have, you don't believe you have something in that name. It is this revelation that changes everything. I, I did a test in the morning. I said, have you ever thought about, remember something and your mood changed? Have you ever, you were excited and you remembered something that happened two years ago. And all of a sudden, 
it's as though you now started feeling bad. It's as if something came on you. That means even your thoughts have a power. Oh my God. See, well, I will get to it, but let me, since that's come out now, let me spill the bean now. The Bible says, unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly, above all we can ask or, he didn't say ask and think, he didn't separate them, ask or think. So sometimes your thinking can be as good as your asking. Mm. There is a way a man's thoughts, oh my God. This is one of the ways to direct the power of God. You will learn to look at the situation, close your eyes, and see the power of God break the situation down. That's your thoughts. That thing you are thinking is just thought. Is the, you are releasing power. Are you following me? Now, pastor, are you not teaching us positive thinking? No. Positive thinking is different. Those guys are not born again. We, we are born again. There is a power already at work in us. Thinking is one of the channels to release it. Let me tell you. One of the faith secrets Yongi Cho taught us. He said, if your spirit man can see it, your hand will seize it. This is how power works. Let's go on. Let's look at Paul's sermon. Because if you learn what I'm going to explain today, not only will you feel the power of God here, you will know how to direct it to anything in your life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I this. After me, I have something. In the name of Jesus. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately, his feet and ankle bones received strength. Why didn't he wait for his feet and ankle bones to receive strength before he picked him up? You see, this is the life of faith. Pastor, what if I pray and nothing happens? There is still power in the name. You must insist on the name above experiences. He did not say, sometimes the name will, hap- will work. Sometimes the name will not work. It will not work. It always works. Tell me, it always works. It always works. He didn't say, sometimes God will look at it and say, okay, it will work this time. It always works. This is, see, this is the rugged, the rugged mentality you must have if you will flow in the power of God. Sometimes it always works. It always works. It always works. Then Peter was asked. Later, everybody was surprised and in verse 12. When Peter saw it, because people were surprised, they were like, what is going on here? And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? This is Peter explaining. Let me tell you, eh? the more we keep down plain teaching and revelation, the less of the supernatural we will see. Peter is explaining to us how this thing is working. He says, why are you surprised? Why are you looking at me as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk? Verse 13. Verse 13, everybody. He says, the God of Abraham and of Isaac and the God of Jacob, 
the God of our fathers, has glorified his son Jesus. Why? So the reason this man is walking is because Christ has been glorified. Are you with me? Whom he had delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. Verse 14. So number one is what? Christ has been glorified. Say after me, Christ has been glorified. But he denied the Holy One and the just and desired the murderer to be granted unto you. Verse 15. We are witnesses. Finally, verse 16, everybody. Ah. And his name, true faith in his name. Have you ever thought about that? Sometimes I have faith in the name of Jesus. One major reason people don't see the name of Jesus at work in their life is because they don't have faith in his name. There is, and his name, true faith in his name. See, after me, I have faith in his name. See, how be of this thing called meditation? You will learn to close your eyes and say, I have faith in his name. 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 I believe the name of Jesus. 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 Glory! Galatians 3 verse 5. He says, He therefore that ministered to you the Spirit. Galatians 3 verse 5. Everybody read Galatians 3 verse 5. And worketh miracles among you. Doeth it he works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Oh. This was the creature that broke the iceberg for me. How does this man do miracles among you? Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? So after me, I believe. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53 from verse 1, it says, What believe our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? That means your believing will influence how much of the arm of the Lord will be revealed to you. So after me, I believe. So after me, I believe. Christ has been exalted. Let me tell you something. Whenever I want to cast out demons, you know the first thing I say? Wherefore God has highly exalted him. Wherefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name. That's above every... See, these are things you have to meditate on till in your sleep. Wherefore God has highly exalted him. Oh, we made mistakes years ago. A friend of mine then, I was told, I was not there, but I was told. He brought anointing oil. The demon took the anointing oil and drank it. And gave him the bottle back. Hey! And said, have you fasted today? And you want to cast me out? It's a simple thing to do. Have you ever heard of that, that phrase in the New Testament? And said, they which you let milk are unskillful in the word of righteousness. There is a way you can be trained to be skillful. When the devil wants to bring your sins and say, you... You that has not prayed in tongues for 100 hours, you want to come and cast me out. So, see what you say. I don't cast out. I will not cast you out because I prayed in tongues for 100 hours. I will cast you out because Jesus has defeated you. So, pastor, are you saying we should not pray? Are you saying we should not fast? Are you saying we should not do all these things? 
there is a reason for the prayer, and I want to show you the next thing. So the first way to walk in the power of God is what? Honor God's work, or honor the efficacy of God's work. Number two is consciousness. Prayer is important for consciousness. Consciousness. So under consciousness, you can put in brackets, be full of the Spirit. Say what I mean, full of the Spirit. Basically, there are four ways to, or three basic ways. The fourth one is just a channel to be full of the Spirit. Number one, the Word of God. To be full of the Holy Ghost, you have to be full of the Word of God. Are you with me? Number two, fervent praying. Fervent praying. Number three, worship. Are you hearing me? Number one is what? I need a response of faith. Number one is what? Number two is what? Fervent praying. Number three, worship. And number four, thoughts. You have to nurture a solid devotional life. Listen, that devotional life in the word of God, it's, it's, oh my God. It will bring you into a new consciousness. Like for instance, you see this, these scriptures I'm quoting, they are meditations you should have. Are you with me? When you look at the apostles, when the apostles are preaching, you, you hear them talk, there is no other way, name given under heaven whereby men must be saved. But by the name of Jesus. You will hear him talk. You need a, a solid revelation of the truth. Because it is in that revelation that your spirit man will open up. For instance, when you study the Bible, there are two high points of the power of God. Many would think about the power of God and the, what comes to their mind is Jesus walked on water. That is superb. Are you with me? Moses divided the Red Sea. Interesting. The plagues of Egypt. Turning water to wine. But there is one part of the power of God people ignore. Creation power. See, it's something to divide the seas. What about the power that created it? Are you with me? Creation power. When you read the, the, the Bible, you see David talk about God's creation power. He says in Psalms 136, he says to him that, who by wisdom made the heavens for his message endured forever. Verse 6, he says to him that stretched out the earth. Psalm 136 verse 6. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters for his message endured forever. Have you ever thought about it? How did he stretch out the earth? How? Sometimes I believe in the power of God. That's creation power. But there's another level of power the Bible speaks of. And he tags it the exceeding greatness of his power. That one is called resurrection power. Resurrection power. And Paul, in trying to bring the efficient church into the experience of resurrection power, look at what he teaches in Ephesians chapter, chapter 1, verse 15. It says, wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Are you seeing this? Everybody read verse 17 together. 
the Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. I've explained this verse quite a number of times here. Does it mean there's another spirit apart from the Holy Spirit called the spirit of wisdom and revelation? No. This verse is better put like this. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him by the Spirit. Let me take that again. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of, may give unto you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him by the Spirit. It's by the Spirit. Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, number one. Number two, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense. That means, first of all, the Lord's inheritance is inside us. Are you with me? Verse 19. So number one is what? The hope of his calling, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? To us what who believe according to the working of his mighty power. Doesn't that sound like doctology? But he's using all these plenty words for power because of what he wants to say next. Which he wrote in Christ. When he raised him from the dead. And set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. You may not see this as much power until your eyes are open to see what's going on here. Listen. Thank God man of God is wearing a white suit. Imagine, not his own, but imagine you are wearing a white suit and you are passing a place that maybe mechanics were working, automobile technicians were working, and suddenly wanted to throw oil. He did not know you were there. And just threw the black oil and it enveloped the white suit. And the white suit became <laughs> black. <laughs> just imagine that and where you were going to is a, was a far journey from your house before you got home it was evening so the black oil has dried and has made itself one with the suit and now you have to wash the suit you tried all the detergent you had used the jig the bleach it didn't work you were like, what am I going to do? Then maybe you had a friend who was connected to some chemical producing companies in the country. He said, you know what? Give me the suit. Then after two days, he brings the suit sparkling white for you. First of all, do you know how much chemical power must have gone in to bring that suit out of that <laughs> black stain back to white? It must have been tremendous, right? Maybe if you put your hand on that chemical, it may burn you. So, have that at the back of your mind. When Jesus Christ died, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says, He was made sin. It says, For he hath made him to be seen for us. Who knew no sin? Oh my God. Don't go, don't read to the end. Just that one. For he hath made him to be seen. That means 
Jesus Christ did not just carry sin. He became sin. How was he going to come back and become righteousness? God had to do something. Are you following me? Just imagine your own sins. Some of you, if you, if you could paint your sins on a paper, it would be thick black. Then imagine someone carrying the sins of all men, both past, present, future. How much darkness could that be? How much pitch blackness and darkness would that be? Can you imagine it? You know, there are some people that are so dark that you cannot see them in the night. When they are walking, if, if their eyes are bright, you'll just be seeing two eyes walking like this. <laughs> but that is still nothing compared to what Jesus was. Now, is that same Jesus in saying in Ephesians chapter 1 that God was able to transform that Jesus out of sin? Take, give, give, bring, bring Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 19. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Do you know how far the journey is? How much power did God put into Christ so that he would transform out of sin to the point when he can become righteousness enough to sit at the right hand of God? That power was so much that Paul called it the exceeding greatness of his power. So let's read from verse 19 to verse 20. He says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? So, this exceeding greatness of his power is for us. It was actually for us. What God was doing in Christ was actually not for Christ, but for us. Oh, God. Why was it for us? What happened in redemption? This is what happened. Jesus Christ looked at us and said, these guys, they cannot pay. So what will I do? I will become one with them. I will do it in such a way that they will be inside me. I will be inside them. I will become one with them. I will become seen by their sins. So that when I become righteousness, they will also become righteousness. Are you following this? So, by taking us, he became sin. But we, by taking him, we became righteousness. So when he... Be oh my God. Hebrews chapter 7, we say, for he became us. When he became us, <laughs> he became pitch black darkness. But God did not leave him that way. Have us in scriptures in Acts chapter 13. But God raised him from the dead. How did God raise him from the dead? God was channeling power. He kept on channeling power into him. And as he was doing that, we are also in him. Are you with me? If you check the Greek in that Ephesians, you will see all the words of power. Dunamis, Energia, Iskus, Kraktos. The excelling power. The potential power. The power that comes like thunder, all those more, you will see it all of there. Everything is there. All in that Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19. And what is the same grace of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Let me tell you something. This power was so much that when God was done, Christ had become born again. Remember your white suits. That came out from darkness to light. That chemical may be too strong. It may destroy that suit. But Jesus Christ. When God was done. 
a new person had been born. You may not believe this, so let me show you some scriptures. Second Corinthians 5. Second Corinthians 5 from verse 15. It says, and that he died for all. Second Corinthians 5 verse 15. One, two, three, go. That they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Verse 16. What you are not seeing in this verse is that he's saying that after Christ rose, he was different before he died. He became a different type of Jesus before he died. Wherefore, henceforth, no we no man of the flesh. Yet though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Why? Verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Why is why is all things becoming new? Or why is it that if any man being in Christ is a new creature? Because Christ was actually the first one to become a new creature. I'm simple at the back. They are looking like they don't believe me. So, two more verses to convince them. Psalms chapter 2 verse 7. Psalms 2 verse 7. Everybody read. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. This is a messianic psalm. You would think he's talking about Jesus the day he was born. But when this verse is explained in the New Testament, you'll be surprised. It says, I will declare the decree. The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. But when you go to Acts chapter 13, when you go to Acts chapter 13, from verse 30, or let me read from verse 29. And when they have fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in the sepulchre. But God raised him from the dead. Verse 31, and he was seen many days of them which came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are his witnesses unto the people. Verse 32, everybody. How that the promise which was made unto the fathers. See, I want you to read it rejoicing. Go back to verse 32 into verse 33. One, two, three, go. How that the promise which was made unto the fathers. In that he raised up Jesus again. As it is also written in the second psalm. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. What is going on here? Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. What's going on here? Let me tell you what is happening. Kai. You were in him. Oh God. Oh God. Oh my God. I was in him. And God was transmuting power. So God looked at, okay, there's still darkness. There's still sin. Power. Power was going. It's changing. It's changing. Power was going. It's changing. Power. By the time it was done, we have a new person. He's new. That was my son. This day have I begotten thee. That means if anybody is in you, he will become a new creature also. That was the only way to solve Adam's problem. When Adam ate that fruit, he became a new creature in the order of darkness. Oh my God. So what will God do? How will Adam be reversed back to light? He must be born again. How will he be born again? The pattern man will first be born again. And if Adam comes into him, he will be born again also. This is the power of God displaying. But don't forget, after the power changed him from darkness to light, you are still in him. That means that power that made him to move from darkness to light has entered you. Mm. You did not get that one. This is the kind of revelation that you should have meditated on again and again. 
So when you wake up in the morning, you do like John Gillick. I am a living temple of power. Actually, what happened was that God exhausted all his power into Jesus. <laughs> oh, let me show you something. Have you ever heard people say things like, every time we like talking about Jesus, we like talking about Jesus, we don't talk about God. We are worshiping Jesus, we don't worship God. Colossians 2. Colossians 2. God had so put power into him that in Colossians 2 verse 9, everything that God was has already entered Jesus. So God now said in Colossians 2 verse 9, the Bible says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. When God was arranging power into him, all of himself entered. Ayakapa, tekopa. All of himself entered. Remember when he rose up from the grave, he looked at the disciples and said, all power is given to me. In heaven and in earth, go ye therefore. All of himself entered into Christ. And that was why when Christ came out, now, man that believes is in Christ, all of God is in Christ. What does that mean? Well, let's read on. It says, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead where? Bodily. That, that's, that's an amazing revelation. Then in verse 10, he drops something. He drops something. the fullness of the God that dwells in him bodily and you are complete in him. That means, so God is not saying me and them. God is me and me and my children. So I, mean, I, I am complete in him. Big, see, this is the revelation that makes you know that I have power. Sometimes I, mean, I have power. 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 I have power! I have power! I have power! I have power! Glory! Korea Kappa. Pray in tongues one minute. Rote Kepeleketelia Kappa. In the name of Jesus. Shout glory! Glory! There are many of you, you are going through something right now. As you are teaching, you can feel revelation rising up in you, but you feel it's not enough for you to rejoice. So you are coming and you are rejoicing. That's part of the problem. Revelation increases with rejoicing. Ah. What is happening is, your mind is saying it's true, but your heart is saying, are you sure? After me, I have power. I have power. I have power. I have power. So, after taking in the word of God so strong, this type of word of God should lead you into prayer. Are you with me? So, Acts chapter 4, the Bible says they were praying. They were praying because the they were persecuted so badly. In fact, the Bible says they were flogged. Then in verse 29 of Acts chapter 4, Acts 4 verse 29, it says, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that 
With all boldness, they may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal. And that signs and wonders may be done by the name of, their holy of thy holy child, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaking. Where they were assembled together. We are going to pray tonight. Are you with me? And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with boldness. Are you with me? Now, jump to verse 33. The Bible says, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And everybody read this verse together. And great grace was upon them all. I thought they said, stretch forth your hand. They said, oh God, stretch forth your own hand and heal. But what is happening here? It was the apostles that were praying that their own hands began to heal the sick. What is exp the explanation here simply is that his hand is now with our hands. So if he's going to stretch forth his hand, he will stretch forth his hand through you. Mm. Are you with me? So you will learn to do things like this. Lift your hands. I have power. You will, learn to, you will learn to close your eyes and stand and say, I speak to my family. And when you are doing that, you are closing your eyes in the name of Jesus. I speak to my family. Receive life. That sick person in that house, be healed in the name of Jesus. Pray in tongues right now. Now pray fervently.